Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience of owning them is a great one. A new legacy in sound, JLab's new luxury over-ear headphones, seamlessly blending innovation and lab-quality sound. Over here at Fake Doctors, real friends, we love our JLab Audio headphones. They feature over 70 hours of playtime, four different colorways to choose from, and three noise control modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Eagle up in the sky, J.D. and Turk just flew by. Take a look, it's in this pod, it's story time now. You guys, hello. I'm your host today, which is very weird, just being here by myself in this room. But I'm super excited because I went onto Twitter and I asked you guys, the fans, what were your favorite stories from the podcast? And you guys hit me up with a ton of stuff. So many options for me to choose from. And so I decided that perhaps one story time wasn't going to be enough. We were going to need multiple because there are so many different types of stories. Is it, you know, the stories we're going to do today are about our beginnings, the early times from a lot of our guests as they were just breaking into the industry. We get a ton of letters from you guys who are aspiring actors, directors, writers, cinematographers, animators. And so I kind of wanted to revisit because I remember when I first got to L.A. and I was trying to figure out what am I going to do? How am I going to make it out here? It's so expensive. I have only my college experience. Who will hire me? And it was so hard just trying to figure out like, how to break in. And I think for me, hearing the stories of people who'd already done it is what continuously encouraged me to go after my dreams. And getting to listen to these guys, I mean, Sarah Chalk, obviously Zach and Donald, Johnny C, like there's rich stories of just 
survival of situational comedy of bonding and love. And I think that's what we're really going to discover today as we go back to some of these really early stories. So stay tuned and let's hear a couple of stories. Five, six, seven, eight. Here's some stories about a show we made about a bunch of dogs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story that we all should know. So gather around to hear our, gather around to hear our Scrubs Rewatch Show with Zach and Dono. So first up, we have a story from Johnny C., this is all the way back in season one, episode 16. Um, Johnny came and talked to us a lot about what happened around 9-11, the Macy's Day Parade, the first gathering that was allowed in New York City post the attacks. Um, and he gives us such beautiful, wonderful, loving insight to how a lot of the emotions are played throughout Scrubs and why downplaying can sometimes be the best thing for an actor or a writer to do if they want to impact their audience because it feels more authentic and real. Something that strikes me about Johnny C every time he's on the podcast is how much he cares about this art and his craft. If you haven't listened to 116 in a while, I highly recommend you go back. It's an excellent episode. There were many stories to pick from, but I couldn't resist uh, hearing Zach talk about his nephew throwing gang signs one more time. So stay tuned for Johnny C. Here we go. We should start right off because I have some ideas. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, Johnny. Go ahead, Johnny. Because you, you guys have to grind this, and I'm so excited that some things occurred to me while I was watching this thing. Go ahead. I, I, love watched... it. I love it when you come on. You know why? Because you come prepared. You're like, you're as prepared as Donald and I. You're like, you're wound up. Well, I am. Look, going back and watching this, first of all, it's hard not to feel really proud of it. Yeah. Uh, and this one I thought deserved some backdrop because the one last week, 115, is a spectacular episode. Zach, you're particularly great in that episode with Sarah. Thank and you. then the monologues with the shrink let the whole ensemble just shine. Right. And I busted my ass on those monologues because you the writing great. was astonishing. And you notice there's no cuts. I mean, we were clearly all told all, that all they... It'd be oneers. Yeah, they, they were, we were clearly, especially since Donald uh, knew it. So we were clearly all told that there would be no cuts. But what I thought was really interesting and maybe interesting for people listening is a little bit of context. And what I mean is, because in this episode, it's, it became clear to me just how gelled the ensemble is, whether it's Kenny and Judy, you and me, Zaki, Donald and Sarah, the thing is just watertight. And the reason is because I think now, as we discussed already, 9-11 had already occurred. We're around about the middle of December here. And so what happened in New York, which I'll circle this back, uh, was the New York Yankees lost the World Series in seven games to the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the only reason that's relevant is because they lost, there was no ticker tape parade in New York City. Hmm. So we were invited to the Thanksgiving parade in New York City. And it was the first taste of real rock star for all of us because we worked till Wednesday night till about 925. And this was a, a week or two before this episode. And then we were whisked off to LAX 
where we occupied the entire front of first class. There was only one other person. There were only one other. There That's was, right. Uh, and it was a it was a boy band. It was like uh, O Town or something like that. We shared first class. It was the cast of Scrubs and O Town. I remember it, this. Flight. It might as well have been a private plane. It wasn't, right. but it was first class. It wasn't coach. It was first. It, it wasn't business class. It was first class, and we were going to New York to participate in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. Now remember, there had been no mass gatherings allowed in New York since. That Tuesday morning in September, this just wasn't allowed. The Yankees were supposed to be there, but they weren't. So we fly overnight, and you guys can chime in, but we fly overnight. We go, we're deposited at some chapel on the Upper West Side somewhere. Yeah, we didn't even go to the hotel. We just, they dropped us off at the freaking uh, parade. Yeah, we were like lying on the the ground in the chapel to kind of get. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And we got sideways on the plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sideways. As you do. And and then we, we got up and Zachy, I think you brought your nephew onto the float. Yes. Yeah, I did. And it was a quasi racist kind of Pocahontas float. Um yeah. and I think they've, got, us, they've gotten they've gotten rid of some of those since then, I think. Yeah, but I absolutely I think, I think ours was But here's the Scrubs cast and a quasi racist uh Pocahontas float on the Upper West Side in the staging area, and who pulls up behind us but the Wiggles in the big red car. Now, <laughs> I had gone to Wiggles concerts with my son every time they're in Los Angeles for the last couple of years. I was eating, sleeping, and drinking the Wiggles. So I got off the float, and I went back to the big red car, I introduced myself to Murray and Jeff, and I introduced myself to everybody, <laughs> and I became friends with the Wiggles, and I am to this day. You hang out with the Wiggles still? Not really, but I did a video for them, and I, I, they became my friends. They're great my, educators. My memory, sorry to interrupt one second, Johnny. My memory is that my nephew was a very outspoken kid and not shy at all. And I don't know how old he was, but he was little. And he we had were, to be like nine, dude. No, younger, right. younger, younger. Right. He was a little kid. And so Al Roker, we're off the float at one point, and Al Roker's interviewing us. And he goes, and I'm here with the cast of Scrubs, and I've got Johnny C. McGinley, Donald Faison. He's going around introducing the whole cast. And my nephew, and this is live television, and my nephew goes, what about me? (laughs) (laughs) And Al Roker, it's awkward, and Al Roker (laughs) ignores him and starts, so so tell us about the show. Interrupts him again. What about me? Stop. And finally, Al feels bad enough that he's like, oh, you're, I'm sorry, young man. You're right. And what's your name? And then he introduces himself. But I was like, it was my first. Wasn't he throwing gang signs, too? Like, wasn't Jagger throwing gang he, signs? He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't know any, like, real gang signs, but he had seen on TV how, how, how rappers and whomever throw gang signs. So we're on the float, and he's, like, throwing these, like, almost gang signs. When I, when I spoke to Al Roker after, after he cut – I said, how how is this for a turnout? And he said, this will be the largest turnout in the history of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And I said, well, give me an estimate. And he said, there'll be about three and a half million people here. And so every time we went through an intersection, and I'll wrap this story up in a minute, but every time we went down an intersection, you could see it was 100 to 200 people deep at every intersection. I've never seen that many people, I, I never will, in my life. Yeah, yeah, it was that was I remember being like, wow, there are so many people here. And we were on the float and every you're right, every time we passed an intersection, it looked like it went so deep into the intersection. And I remember thinking, how are all of these people it, it was like sardines too, 
Like they were packed together. Because nobody had been allowed, nobody had been allowed to gather since that Tuesday. And Another thing I remember is that my nephew was was on the float, and he, I, I thought, oh, this will be fun for him. <laughs> he he was bored in thirty seconds, right? And I was like, oh fuck, I got to take care of this kid for a whole parade. Yeah, we had to. It's all the way from uptown all the way to Macy's. Yeah, and he's throwing his Correct. fake gang signs for a while, and then he got bored of that. And then there was like an upstairs in the float. I don't know if it was like yes, in Poca- was. it was like in Pocahontas's head or something. Well, no, it was and a he, multi-tiered ship. That, yeah, it was uh, a boat. Yeah, but yeah, even like in the, no, in the in the in the non outside area, there was some spot he found, and then he he went up there and he found bubble wrap. And I was like, okay, fucking bubble wrap will entertain him for a little while. Then he got over the bubble. He was stomping on the bubble wrap, and I was like, "This is, I'm never having kids. This is like the worst." <laughs> what about my, me? My only point bringing this up, and I'll, I'll circle it back, was that, and also remember, a couple of weeks earlier, actually about a month earlier, we had been picked up for the back nine. Right. And we ran around the hospital with our HUDs cut off, and so that meant you had paychecks until uh, May, the first week of May right. or so. Right. Because in TV, you only get paid for episodes produced. Right. And so yeah. and just meant- so you know, just let's explain to people who don't know, you, you, the show was um, was picked up for the first 13 episodes, and they kind of see how you do in the ratings. And then if you do well enough in the ratings, you get the rest of the order, which which is uh, in, 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 in business talk is called the back nine, meaning you get the, the you get nine more episodes. That back and we nine. had been given that news about a month earlier, and we ran around the hospital like we'd won the Stanley Cuppers. I remember it vividly. I remember that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And my only point in this is that between getting picked up and now about 15 or 16 episodes into it, and I can see it in this episode, as we'll uh, discuss, but the ensemble is watertight. Whether it meant going on a trip together or getting picked up, people are starting to vibe off each other, and it's as clear as day when I was watching it. It's as cl- what Donald and Sarah are doing. Uh, as you guys know, I think the camera is an X-ray machine, and it sees through all the bullshit. And what they're doing together, there's zero bullshit. And what yeah. Zach is doing at the end uh, with Sarah in that in that uh, on that cot. There's no bullshit. It's mm. it's just tight and right. And I just oh, I got a chill. It just it really got me. Chill too. You gave me a chill too because I got to tell you I didn't remember um, in that scene with Sarah what happened. I didn't know if it was going to turn romantic. I didn't know if I cried. I couldn't remember. And I was actually moved by the two of us because nothing happens. Like you, I agree. Like I agree. Like like you like would happen in real life. You know, in the movies we'd kiss. In the movies uh, I'd break down and cry. But in real life, two friends might just sit there in silence for a minute. And I just thought that was beautifully done. I think it's the real privilege of friendship when nothing does happen. So that I don't have to demonstrate to you anything and you don't have to demonstrate anything to me. And real friendship is when stuff is allowed and it's a tricky verb to settle. Yeah. And you guys let it settle in front of the lens, and uh, as we'll discuss, Will McKenzie, he just let the scene play, and the two actors, it's really lovely. And on a primetime comedy, it's yeah. spectacular. It's yeah. spectacular. Now, we've been graced by the presence of many stars. One Scott Foley, um, Heather Graham has been on the show. No shortage of A-list celebrities. But there was something extra special when Tara Reid showed up, and that's because she went to high school with Donald. So we got to hear about Donald's first encounter with Moonshine, a shootout at his first apartment in L.A., and what happens when he falls asleep on the set of Clueless. Here's Tara Reid telling us all of Donald's juicy gossip. I believe it. I believe. Yo, I 
remember three things in my life that are very important in my life, and you're part of two of them. Right, before you go into ah. this, because this is going to be juicy, that's a yeah. tease for the audience. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the Tara Reid. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. 
Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built in USB C charging cable and a noise canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. And we're back! And we're back! <laughs> but two things in my life, two things in my life that are really big moments in my life and important moments in my life, and Tara's a part of them. My first time ever falling asleep on set was on the Clueless set. Right, mm-hmm. fell asleep, and we were doing the party scene. The TV and show the, or the movie? The movie. Mm-hmm. And to fall asleep on a set, you got to be really brave. But baby, get... I wasn't in Clueless. I know you weren't in Clueless, but you showed up at the party scene. Oh uh, yes, to hang yes, out. yes, you remember? yes, yes, yes. You remember? Yes. You yeah, showed up at the house in the valley. Yeah. Right. So I'm sleeping on a freaking like a chair, and we're shooting the movie, and somebody's like, "Sure, wake up!" And I open my eyes. And Tara standing in front of me, standing <laughs> over me. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? And she's like, hey. And I was like, holy shit. Right? And and it was a big moment for me because it takes, it. you got to have trust to fall asleep on a set, first of all, because people will fuck with you. <laughs> One. Two, it was a big moment because it was it was my big break and it was a huge movie. And I knew at this point, I, I, I didn't know it was going to be huge, but I knew that I was in Los Angeles and I made it. And my one friend that had made it in Los Angeles is waking me up on set, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is serendipitous. This is this has to be. This is ha- this has to be. Uh, this has to be fate." And she's gonna give me some. She's gonna shit. give me some of that lum- <laughs> big Lombowski juice, right? Some of that juice. Some of that. Some of that. Some of that. Some of that. Shit! Spark. Can I tell him? Can I tell him uh, the story about being in your apartment when we the the gun shooting? <laughs> oh God! Yes. Go ahead. Yes. yes. Go. Go, ahead. Okay. go ahead. So I go over to meet like Donald, and we go to his house, and it's just me and him. We're hanging out. No, it's more than just me and you. It's me, you, and some of the cast from the Mickey Mouse Club. Like, I don't know how it turned out to be this. We were hanging out with, like, Chase Hampton and Damon from the Mickey Mouse Club. And it was, oh, like, yeah, right. <laughs> those two and a couple of other people. And we're at my house in Hollywood. And I just moved it to Los Angeles. It was, like, Angeles. all famous actors at the time. Right. <laughs> I just moved to Los Angeles. Right. Let her tell the story. Don't hijack it. All right. Okay. Go ahead, Tara. So we go to his house. And we're hanging out. And we're all having fun. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, bop, 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 in front of his house. And... And Donna's like, duck! Like, we're all laying on the ground. Like, like it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. And all of a sudden, he knew what to do. He's like, duck, lay on the ground. And then all of a sudden, after the shots, he's crawling like towards the window to peek through. Because we didn't know. It was right in front of his building. So we're peeking through if they're gone or not, you know, and, and we, after that, we laid on the floor and all of us laughed so hard because we couldn't believe what just happened. It was yeah, so were, And that you were still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. She, she, you left a couple of parts out, Tara. So we're hanging out and somebody goes, yo, this is a really dangerous neighborhood. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This is not a dangerous neighborhood. I'm from a dangerous neighborhood. This isn't a dangerous neighborhood. <laughs> I'm from Hell's Kitchen. I'm from, right. I'm from Hell's Kitchen. Blah, 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 blah. 
everybody get down. So we get on the ground. And now I'm on the ground <laughs> and I'm looking at Tara and Tara's bawling, crying. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God. I brought Tara Reed over. I to broke my house. I broke Tara Reed. Right. I brought Tara Reed over to my house. She's probably got shot or some shit like that. She's gonna die. And everything calms down. We all get up and we're looking around. And I'm like, yo, that was the funniest shit ever. I just said that this wasn't a scary neighborhood, that this was Hell's Kitchen. And out of nowhere, and then right as I said out of nowhere, once again, retaliation comes. Oh, really? There was more. Oh, it was crazy. So we jumped to the ground again. Right. And now I'm laughing. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> and we all are. <laughs> right. I'm stoned out of my mind. And oh I'm my freaking God. laughing at gunshots outside my window, dude. My God. Uh, yeah. Laughing so hard. This, this, this story doesn't have a, a climactic ending other than well, the fact that we survived. It, it does. The climi- the, yeah. The climactic <laughs> ending is that you survived a drive by and you didn't get Tara Reed killed. Right, and I didn't. Thank God, I didn't get Tara Reed killed. Wasn't there a story you told me once, Donald, where you um you went over Tara's house and had uh, moonshine for the yeah, first moonshine? time in my life? Did, yes, moonshine. What's that story? So we were in high school, and it was Tara's. <laughs> Tara was sixteen. It was her sweet sixteen, and I guess I was a senior. And she's like, "Yo, come to my house in Jersey. I'm throwing a party, and all my friends from Jersey are gonna be there." And like I said, Tara and I were close in high school so there was like me her and then and your cousin my well it wasn't okay. my cousin. It uh, was jamal it was jamal it wasn't terrence yeah. howard it was jamal yeah and, uh, my buddy jamal and one other person we go over to tara's house and so we get there and tara's like dude you're not gonna believe this but i got a keg and i was like you got a fucking keg <laughs> she was like i got a keg I was like, all right, cool. It feels like it, it's just like the classic Jersey. I grew up in Jersey too, obviously. It's like, it's like remember in Teen Wolf when he goes through all the trouble to get the keg? Get the keg, and then he puts, yeah, and then he puts it in the room and there's all those kegs. Yeah, anyway, yeah, keg stands, so the whole thing. I get there, I get there, and I'm like, holy shit, she got a keg, right? She's, so she taps the keg and we're all drinking it, right? We're all drinking. And she goes, yo, you want to try something different? And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, oh God, this is where it all goes bad. She goes, you want to try to drink something different? I was like, yeah, sure. She goes, come with me. She takes me in the kitchen. And in the kitchen, there's this big vat. And she's like, it's moonshine. And I was like, what? She's like, it's moonshine. My dad made this. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. And she was like, yeah. And so I look at him. It's like clear with like celery. It looked like floating. I was like, "Hmm." okay, I'll try it. And I try it. And I sip it. And I'm I'm going to tell you something right now. After I sipped it, I don't remember much of what happened for the rest of the time. I remember Tara showing us. I remember you doing your high school cheerleading stuff in front of all of us to show us that. I remember that. I remember falling asleep on the floor uh, and waking up the next morning and taking the bus or the train, one of those things, back to Manhattan. But it was my first time and, and my only time ever trying First moonshine. and only time trying yeah, moonshine? Yeah, 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 yeah. It scared him too much. <laughs> it, it got me. It got, all I know is I don't remember much. I just remember falling asleep on the floor. It's like those things. It's like when you watch movies and it's like, you know, it uh, shows you moments in a person's life as they're watching it flash before their eyes and it blacks out and then it comes back and it's something different and then it blacks out and then it comes back and it's something different. I have yeah. two memories. One of them is Tara Reed doing, going like, rah, rah, bish, boom, bah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one, and then the other one is, is passing out on the floor, looking over and seeing everybody on the floor knocked out and then just passing out. Yeah, this is called a, go- a young teenage boy tries moonshine for the first time. <laughs> Great night. It was what it was. It's, it it's was one a great of my most night. 
One of my <laughs> most memorable moments. Tara Reed has a few of them. One more time for the fabulous Tara Reed. Uh, sometimes when we don't have guests, the guys, as you know, as a loyal listener, have just moments that are beyond the pale. Moments that really illuminate who they are as individuals, what makes their friendship click, what makes them shine as individuals. And we got a great request to see, <laughs> to re-listen to Donald and Zach talking about their encounters with Mariah Carey. To be honest, I totally forgot about this story. I'm so glad someone suggested it. I Just listen, just listen. It's great. Yeah, what would, what song would you put on to cry? If I if I had to put on a song, oh man, you want to know what song it is? What the score from Bambi? It's, it's about your people too, the Prince of Egypt, Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. Oh. Okay. There can be miracles if you believe. Though hope is frail, it's hard to kill. Come on now. I don't know that Who song. Who knows what, what? miracles Sorry. you what? can achieve when you believe no. somehow yeah. you will. Joelle, you're about to cry right now? It's the best. I it's, think this is a cool talent show. It's the most beautiful song maybe ever. <laughs> yeah, listen, man. It's, it's about, first of all, the song's about uh, when Pharaoh's uh, chasing the Jewish people out of Egypt. It's right. about, that is, it's about the story of Moses. Right, the play. It goes all the way through. It goes all the way through. It's a Passover song. It's him going all the way through to him coming down from uh, the mountain with the Ten Commandments uh, in in the Ark. Mm-hmm. Or no, he has them in his hands. I think at this at, at the end yeah, of the, he's at holding the, the, the commandments. Movie. He's holding them. Right. Remember from that? Uh, what was it? The uh, is it the history of Earth? These fifteen it's, commandments. It's Sorry, the world part one. <laughs> Yeah, These ten, ten commandments. <laughs> <laughs> but the song is amazing, man. And you know, it's you know. So that's uh, what you would put on. That's that song is. If you ever need to cry, whether it be, it's just such a hopeful song. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, we've spent this whole, this whole. I know we're jumping off topic and everything like that. We spent this whole time, you know, Amanda Klutz is, you know, has delivered a lot of hope to people in this world. You know what I mean? Her faith and her belief really helped a lot of people when uh, Nick was sick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some reason, when when you have all of that faith and you have all of that love, it overwhelms you, man. And so listening to a song like that, listening to... There can be miracles when you believe. It just overflow. You just overflow with hope and joy and faith, and it just works. You know what I mean? Wow, that's beautiful. Now I got to listen to it. I've never seen the movie. I never heard the song. I'm sorry. If you get the opportunity, check it out. There's a lot of really good uh, voiceover performances in it. What year is it? It's old. 1998. Yeah. Okay. It was. uh, But that song, first of all, it was Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston singing it. Wow. And I don't know if you were big Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston fans. I'm a, first of all, I think those are you know of my lifetime two of the uh, the true versions of what a diva is uh, yeah. as far as being able to sing. I had a Mariah Carey uh, interaction once. So did I. It was one of the best nights of my life. What was yours? Well, mine wasn't like we made out or anything. Yours sounds no. Like we didn't like- make out. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Imagine. Yeah, it was totally awesome. No, we didn't make out. 
I met her and Derek Jeter in the same night. Wow. Um, it was back I when was, they were dating. I was PAing on a Mariah Carey music video called Up on the Roof, which you can go uh, watch on YouTube. And, and, uh, and You mean Rooftop? No, it's called... Oh, is, it, is the song Up on the Rooftop? I thought it was Up on the Roof. I think it might be the... Joelle, uh, can you double check, please, with, what the name the one is? With her, what's the one with her and Mob Deep? Well, she doesn't have two songs, one called Up on the Roof and one called The Rooftop. It's either one. It's, I think it's Rooftop. Yeah, it's one called The Roof. Yeah, with Mob Deep, right? Mariah Carey. No, this is called Up on the it's Roof. It's the Mob Deep beat. I'm telling you, it's the Mob Deep beat. You're right. If I saw the roof, the... Mariah Carey, Mob Deep. Told you. Now, Joelle, does she have one called Up on the Roof? I will look that up, too. Because I remember that I had to lug all this stuff up to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's just the roof. All right. Well, listen, I, 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 the elevator broke in this building in Brooklyn, and all the PAs had to lug all the gear up to the roof. And I was like, I hope her, I hope her next song is called Lobby. Anyway, I got in the. Before you know, the, you, you, you would be a good dad because you have some really good dad jokes. That's, that's not a, a dad joke. Dad, that is a, a fucking dad dude. joke, dude. Listen, I am going to be a great dad, but not because of my jokes, just because I'm hilarious. <laughs> Listen, uh, before the elevator broke, I got in with Mariah and her whole posse, and I was just a PA, and I had a baseball hat, and I looked away, like, you know, I thought you were. I didn't know. I was fresh out of film school. You just didn't want to look her in the eyes. You didn't know. Yeah, her. I just thought you don't look at the star, right? You just look away. And she was like, I like your baseball hat. And it was my favorite baseball hat. And I was like, oh, thank you, thank you, like not making eye contact, like bobbing my head. And um, she was like, I might want to wear that in the video. And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, she's like, can I borrow it? And I was like, oh, yeah. So her like entourage took my baseball hat and it had like a red circle on it. And they came back to me and they were like, hey, um, we want to darken the red circle with Sharpie. Is that okay? And I was like, oh. It's kind of my favorite hat, but I don't want to like let down Mariah, let down the whole team. You know, I just lugged everything up to the roof. I want the video to be good. <laughs> you know, this is what I was thinking. And they're like, we'll give you $40 if you'll let us darken the red circle with Sharpie. And I was like, wow, I didn't have any money. I was probably making 100 bucks to be the PA. I was like going to, you know, increase my salary substantially. So I was like, yeah, for 40 bucks, y'all can just go to nuts on it with a Sharpie and I'll just have a great story. So that's what happened, and I don't even—I haven't watched the video in in twenty years. But um, well, she's on the roof. I know she's on the roof. At any, at, 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 if, it, if at any point, I got to see if at any point, anyone, anyone who's curious, just go watch the video and see if she is ever wearing a black baseball cap because that's mine. Right on. That's what I up. got. Forty bucks. Extra. 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 Yeah. Extra. That was a hard shoot. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty. 
to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends. That's helixsleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise-canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built-in USB-C charging cable and a noise-canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval to Terms apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Okay, so by far, this was our most requested story. It is the Jeff Zucker Noogie story from the upfronts, right after they shot the pilot, where they go back and remember the time... <laughs> That Donald gave a nuggie to the president of the production company. Uh, not a great look. Not a great look. But uh, a funny story that to this day 
to this day is quoted in this lovely friendship that we all get to be a part of because of fake doctors, real friends. But what I discovered upon re-listening is there's also like these really beautiful gems. For example, I really like when Zach starts talking about going back to the hotel room to rewatch the pilot, which is of course such a nerdy thing to do, but it's so sweet and innocent. It's just, look at this thing we made and look, it's here and it's ours and people are excited to watch it. And I think if you're an artist and a person who creates anything that they're going to share, whether that's, you know, a beautiful cake or a fun t-shirt or, you know, whatever, that's the best part is like getting to give it to other people and, and seeing their reactions. Um, and of course, celebrating with the people who made it with you. So please enjoy this early story of early fame from Zach and Donald. Donald, you pointed out something very wise, and that is, is that, you know, when you do a pilot, you, you shoot the pilot, and then you have no idea if the show is going to get picked up. Right. And there's often a lot of time between when you shot the pilot, and then let's say the network says, okay, we're going to make it a series, and then you go and, and you, you go to a thing called the upfronts, which is when your show is selected, you go to a huge party in New York City where they announce, where the network is going to announce all of the new shows. And this right. is a very thrilling thing for a young actor. Absolutely. And also, when Scrubs got picked up, it was considered one of the better pilots of that time. And so when we went to Upfronts, I remember all of the heat that yeah. we had behind us at Upfronts. Like, even the party for all of the Upfront shows was kind of themed towards us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get there and you and you, and you you meet a bunch of executives for the first time and you don't really know who they are because nobody really knows executives until you're on the network and somebody tells you okay that's my boss and that's his boss and well et cetera, this, et that reminds me of a wonderful story about you because we were we were so first we go to the party and it's this amazing party and it's you know we were just wide-eyed we couldn't believe we were here i mean i was waiting tables a few months ago and and uh here we are in new york at this giant party and you, have to, you take pictures with a lot of people and, you know, you're getting treated like a celebrity and, and you're not, no one even knows who you are really yet, at least, especially in my case. And, um, and then, then we go to this party and there were celebrities at the party. I remember Kevin Nealon, who I was a huge fan of from SNL as an example. He was, I think I might, literally might've been one of the first celebrities I, I ever met was Kevin Nealon at this party. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, we're hanging out with, with celebrities. Like we've made it. Yeah, you know, uh, Sean Hayes was another person who was a big champion. Like, he loved the show, and it was really awesome to have the dude from Will and Grace, who at this point was really famous on television. Yeah, that show was you huge. Know. And, and do you remember any other stars that were at that party? I remember. I just remember because I was such an SNL fan as a kid that I was so geeked out that, that Kevin Nealon was there. I think there may have been some other older SNL uh, faces, but there sure, were other- it was. It was all the AB. It was like a NBC rich at like any anyone who was on NBC at that time, right? Was at the at the party. Now we proceeded understandably to get quite intoxicated at this party. And oh I my remember, gosh! I remember Bill Lawrence saying like, "All right, guys, just so you know, like, don't like you know, there's gonna be a lot of executives at this party. Like, I understand you're in New York, your lives just changed, but like, don't get shit faced. Right? To <laughs> all of us, all of us, all of us, shitty." <laughs> Sarah right. Chalk's famous line. Have you guys ever heard of a cosmopolitan? 
Yeah. They're great. Sarah, Sarah, stu- Sarah stumbled up to us sideways, and she's like, have you guys ever heard of a Cosmopolitan? They're great. <laughs> and then we I remember Judy, for some reason at this bar, wasn't there like a- A, a trapeze. A, like not a trapeze. A trapeze but a, not a trapeze. A, what do you call that thing where you swing on? A trapeze. You swing like, on a trapeze. It feels way too dangerous to have been a real trapeze, but was there- so- it was something like that. It was a bar in the middle. It was like a bar. I think it was uh, on. It was in the in middle the meat, of the bar. It was in the meatpacking district. I think it was called Park or something. Anyway. And she was on. I remember her being on the bar and flipping over and just showing everybody, you know, what she had on underneath that dress she wore that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she was. And I remember her husband at the time being like, that's it. We're going home. <laughs> time to go home. <laughs> Let's now, go. Now, my favorite part of the night is Donald was giving everyone noogies. And. Well, um, all right, let's let's, so, let's let me tell the story and then you okay, can clarify. Let me tell the okay, story. Let's start from the beginning now. Okay. Let's start from the very beginning. Okay. Yes. So Scott Sassa was the dude that I thought was in charge of all of NBC at the time. I think For he sp- was higher up than than Jeff Zucker, who we're gonna talk about. Jeff Zucker right. was the I believe the president of NBC, who's now but- actually now the president of CNN. But at the time, he was the president of NBC. He had just come from whatever, the Today Show mm-hmm. at the time. And then he'd gone on to be the head of NBC. And I didn't know this. So Donald uh, didn't know who he was. You're going to ruin my story. Donald didn't know who he was. I thought he was Scott Sasson's assistant. And Donald was going around giving everyone noogies. And I look over, and Donald has Jeff Zucker, the president of the network, in a full headlock, and he's giving him a, a, a drunken noogie on his bald head. And I hear Jeff Zucker go, please, Donald, no. <laughs> That's yeah. and it was, the look, okay. For our so, entire friendship, whenever Donald like tells me a cringy story that makes me want to like run away, I just tell him about please, Donald, no, Jeff Zucker uh, noogies. You know, at this point, I'm giving everybody love because I'm so excited that we're we're on the network. It's going down. And I look over and I see Jeff Zucker, in my mind, Scott Sass's assistant, right. standing over by the bar, uh, you know, by himself. Or he might even have been with somebody. And I'm like, hey, you, come over here. I got noogies to give out. And he's like, he's like, no, 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 no. And I point at him again and I'm like, and, and I get a little bit more, you know, uh, <laughs> aggro about it. And I'm like, no, you get over here right now. And he's like, no, 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 no. And so and I march over to him, drunk as can be. Oh, my God. I've seen you march. When Donald marches, his arms swing. <laughs> and I walk up to him, and I grab him, and I put him in the headlock, and I'm like, don't you ever tell me no. And I'm grabbing him, and I'm giving Jeff Zucker a noogie. And I remember Bill Lawrence, like, a few days later being like, dude, uh, Donald, I just have to ask you if this actually happened. <laughs> but did you give Jeff Zucker a noogie? I was like, I gave so many people noogies. I man. gave I so many know. noogies. I can't recall who who were the recipients of my noogies. I and he was like, well, apparently you gave the head of NBC <laughs> a noogie, and, and he's not really happy about it. Well, he wasn't genuinely pissed off, was he? No, I don't think he was genuinely pissed off, but he stayed away from me yeah, for I remember a he really to, long time. I remember he did come to visit the set, the hospital, and, and he kind of stayed w- away from you because he was... Uh, um, yeah. That's very funny. Well, what else do you, so, so then I remember that night ended where we were in. I wasn't there. You were, this was you and Neilan. I wasn't there. Oh, really? No, almost, I wasn't there. Almost everybody uh, ended up back in Bill and Krista's hotel room. And we, and it's kind of, 
it's sweet slash embarrassing. We were so geeked out. We were like, let's watch our pilot. So we were like, it was like a whole bunch of people and Kevin Nealon, who I was a super fan of. And um, we just were watching the show. And I, I don't know, it was a sweet moment. I remember being like, uh, just thinking like, I can't believe this is happening. But then the funny thing is you have a long time before you start shooting. So we made the show. It got picked up. My mom freaked out that I was like, that I quit my waiting tables job. She was like, but what? It's so long. What are you going to do? And I was like, I, I, mom, I, I, I can live off this pilot money for a long, I was living so frugally with, with no money that I was like, I can live off this pilot money for a long time. So I'm going to write. And that's in that time is when I really finally sat down and put Garden State together. And at my dining room table, I kind of like, was like, this is a sign. I need to, I have this time that the universe gave me and I don't need to wait tables and I'm going to sit down and like put this script together. That's awesome. So this last story is one I just wanted to put in there for myself. Um, getting to meet Sarah Chalk on the show has been an incredible experience. She's everything you hope she might be. She is kind and truly so, so funny um, and generous, a very generous soul. And you only need to know her for about five minutes before you can see that. And there's something really great about this trio of Donald, Zach, and Sarah. Their energy, the way they lightly poke fun of each other, the way they pump each other up too, though. Like, there's not a lot of tearing down in this friend group. And every time we have them together, I just sort of want to bask in the glow of their delicious conversation. They are, they're kind of, I think, the friends everybody wants to be and or have. And so I wanted to stick this on the end because, man... Listening to these guys talk about their early struggles, but also their early accomplishments, but also how they stayed grounded. It's a really fun journey. So here's Sarah talking a little bit about the dressing room situation at uh, Scrubs and Sacred Heart. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the J-Buds Lux ANC. 
Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built in USB C charging cable and a noise canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next-day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Yeah, we so miss you, it. Sarah. Uh, uh, so oh, I miss There's you guys, a, there, too. We were ta- we've been talking about how we never see you and uh, we miss your face. I miss you guys too. We got the I band to back say, together on Zoom. Now look at this. The band's back together on Zoom. The band is back together. We can't do our handshake virtually, Donald, and make Zach jealous. It's all good. He doesn't like our handshake, well, I don't I, think. I think he hated it. I'm just it. jealous. I never, you, whenever people do those like epically long handshakes, I I, I, I frown, but only because I, I've never been involved with one and I, I couldn't possibly remember it. So maybe I'm just jealous. I have a very cool. long one with Sarah Chalk and I have a very long one with Breck and Meyer. Those are the only two handshakes that I have in my life where I'm like, geez, this is a long ass handshake. Could you and Sarah get right back into it without fault right now, you think? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> get it, girl. <laughs> Running man. You get it. <laughs> Sarah, we were talking in the later. last episode you about your, uh, your epic. We, yeah, we were talking you about your, your epic um, I told you so dance and how long it was. Oh my God. Uh, that's so funny. People send me that at different moments in my life over social media. That was one of those fun times on Scrubs. Like what a unique job. When do you get to do this? Where Bill was just like, 
the line in the script said, I told you so. And he said, instead of saying that, just make up like a, a song and a dance. And I told you so song and dance. And such a, you know, it's not frequent that you get to do that on a job. So it was fun. Um, well, do you remember getting, getting down into the splits? Uh, yeah. It's hard to get out of them. I remember getting down into it and being like, and I'm stuck. Uh-huh. I was going to say there's some video I think on one of the gag reels that people can watch on YouTube if you're if you're interested where Sarah just kept going and going and going with her I told you so dance and they only could put a, a short piece of it in the show but it like it went on for like a full minute I think oh yeah they didn't cut so I just kept going and then um, brought in some French and German like. I told you so in German, which is ja, das stimmt, ich hab gesagt. Because obviously after being tortured going to German school twice a week for my entire upbringing, anytime I can, you know, feel that it's actually, it's only been useful in scrubs. It's the only time I've ever used my German. Really? Yeah, when we would go to international upfronts and stuff like that, it was always helpful. Yeah, when you do press, you must be very popular with the French and German press, I would think, because (laughs) Sarah is fully trilingual. Not anymore. I was as a kid. French, I still, uh, I, I can speak. But after my grandmother died, we don't really speak German anymore. So I've lost so much of it. But I, uh, but French, I still have because that was, uh, you know, all day, every day school was in French, like math, science, PE, everything. I'm so jealous of people yeah, that I can wish, speak multiple languages. I wish I could speak multiple languages, man. Like I tried to get the Rosetta Stone and it's, I Do just it. failed at it. You know what I mean? But I failed at it. No, you didn't fail at it. You just didn't commit, Donald. That's that that it that you know what? That's a better way to look at it. That's a that's a that's a better way to look at it. But you if, know, I probably could have been great at basketball if I dedicated a lot of time to it. I mean, well, I'm not saying I would have been like had natural super skills, but I always well, think of it like like, you know, it's what you dedicate time and focus and energy to. You know what? You're well, absolutely right because I know a lot of people who didn't play sports growing up and put a lot of energy into sports when they got older, meaning uh, like tennis or golf or something like that, and now they are very good at those sports. Right. I, I just imagine- want to. I just. I just want to clarify for yourself, for your own psyche, that you could probably be. You could easily become bilingual if you cared enough to. If you dedicated the hours you dedicate to animation to learning Absolutely. a language. I probably oh, be, for sure. I probably would be fluent. What in language, language would right you now? choose? What language? If I would- could choose a language, hmm, that's interesting. It's I very, would choose Spanish because um, uh, here we are living in California yeah. and it, uh, it feels like makes the most sense to be able to speak with so many Spanish speakers that are here. Uh, yeah, Spanish is a good one. Uh, phew, wow. I Chinese also like French. Is probably a good one now. Uh, French is a good one. But if I could choose, I would want to choose something that's like out of the ordinary. Hebrew. I would I would love to learn I to want to learn Hebrew. Hebrew. That would be great actually. Oh my god, you speaking uh, Hebrew in Israel would be one of the one of the most amazing things. Can you just do it, please? We'll me? do it together. We'll do it together. I love Hebrew. <laughs> that would be great. I would I'm love in. that. Well, so Sarah, we were talking okay, about hey, learning quickly, sports quickly and stuff about... like that. <laughs> learning sports and stuff. I know you wanted to say something. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just want to say two things. Um one that Yes, Donald, pick a language and absolutely you'll master it. In terms of languages, I kind of cheated because I was a kid. And I feel as a kid, it's like it just insert it's like a gift into your brain. It's so easy. And as an adult, it's so much harder. But but sports, I'm I'm living proof that what Zach just said is not true about uh you could play basketball and, and become really good. I devoted 
so much time in my youth to basketball. It's all I wanted and I wanted it so bad. And I tried out for the basketball team in grade five, grade six, grade seven. I was at our neighbor's hoop in the pouring rain in Canada, practicing every day. And then tryouts for grade seven basketball came and I was like, this is my year. The basketball came from across the court, hit me square in the face and started a series of like crazy nosebleeds that lasted for months until I got my nose cauterized. But anyways, um, I kept trying out for the team and I kept practicing and I'd take like camps and I would, I would try so hard. And finally in grade 10, and I was still the shortest kid in the class. I grew when I was like really like 18 or something. So I, uh, I finally made the team and Blake, who you've both met, who's my brother-in-law was two years older and was my coach and makes fun of me till this day. And I made the team, but I spent the whole time on the bench. But I was like, I didn't care because I had a jersey and I was on the team and I was getting on the bus with all of my buddies to go to the game. And that's all I wanted. And we had a really good team and they would put me on a center forward as like a joke when we were beating the other team like 70 to four. And um, I'd be like jumping, trying to like, and it was all effort, no skill. So trying so hard and just, yeah. Well, you know what? You made the team, so all of that practice paid off, <laughs> and you got to run up and down a couple of for a couple of minutes during every game that year. I'm sure. You I know, just they, think a lot of people say, and I'm including myself in this, like, "Oh, I suck at that. Oh, I suck at that. Oh, I can't cook. Oh, I can't drive a motorcycle. Oh, I can't play basketball." And it's like, no. Well, maybe you're not amazing at it, but you never dedicated any fucking time to trying. Right. Well, there is that. There is. There is that. There is that. Like I say all the time, I can't write. And I'm going to be honest with you. I can imagine so much. And I can and I can and I can come up with so many stories. You know what I've never done though? You know what I've never practiced trying to write it into uh trying to write it down. I've always been like, well, I've got this idea and somebody's like, "Oh, you should write it down." And I'm like, "Oh, no, I'm I'm not a writer." How would I ever know? If I don't sit down and I put the pen to pad. Of course. Just to, just imagine something you love. Like in your case, it would be animation or basketball or golf. Imagine all those hours you had been in a writing class. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. You'd probably be a fucking amazing writer. Right. Right. Absolutely. Or, 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 or practicing, not just sitting in a class. Like, you know well, I mean? it's like you said. I would learn how to write. That doesn't necessarily mean I'd be a great writer. I might not be great at it. But I would be able to understand structure and I would understand, you know, uh, how to tell a story. You would still get way better. You would get way better even if no matter where you're starting it. Will you become one of the greatest writers of all time? No. But if you – but you'd be you'd, – you, I guarantee you with practice, you'd be, you'd be pretty darn good. I feel like, you know, you get, you get put in a box as a kid of the things you can and can't do so early. And, you know, yeah. for me, that was singing. I was in grade five and Mrs. McKinnon was like, chop girls, just mouth the words for this performance to my sister and I <laughs> when we were singing Christmas carols in a mall for like some school, not a fancy choir, like a school choir. And I feel like it was like that moment where I love nothing more than musical theater and was doing musical theater after school. And it just completely shut me down and put me in this box of like, oh, that's something that I can't do. So I stopped working at it and learning and trying. And who knows where you would have gotten if you would have kept going. Yeah, you it. could have been Adele. Eponine in Les Mis on Broadway. <laughs> well, you think it's, you think, I remember a kid I went to school with could not really sing that well. He could barely hold a tune, you know what I mean? Uh, but he could play the piano really, really well, right? When he graduated, he's gone on now to 
writes songs. He performs all the time. He's a an amazing artist. You know what I mean? But I remember when he couldn't sing. And he could sing his ass off now. You know what I mean? So cool. My little brother, Olamide, when he was in a band called Imagine, when he auditioned for the band Imagine, he uh, he sang show tunes because that's all he knew. I think his audition was something like, you know, the, the song, the Peter Pan, I won't grow up. <laughs> I think that was his audition for the band. And they were like, well, the kid can the kid can hold a tune. Let's see if we can work with him. Now my little brother, he has music that he works on all the time and he tries to get it out and he's, you know, he's doing his thing as a musician and he's a very good singer and he sings, if you ask me, he sings better than a lot of these motherfuckers out right now, but that's just how me. Do we, how, do we, how do we hear his music? Can you give him a plug? Just, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll shout him out. At Yo Olami Day. Uh, Y-O... Uh, O-L-A-M-I-D-E. I think that's it. I... I you know, to be honest with you, I wasn't expecting to shout him out like that, but I think that's his handle on Instagram. Okay. Uh, uh, and he, if it's know, not, he, we'll fix it. We'll fix yeah. it if it's not. Uh, anyway, he worked really hard to get where he was. So I, I understand. I understand the premise. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be no, no, no. the greatest. I'm of just all saying. Time. I'm just saying. An epiphany I had in, in my own life, you know, in my in my 20s was. You know, stop saying you suck at X, Y, and Z, and not, not that you don't, but it's because you haven't dedicated any interest, and it comes at any time, and it becomes it comes with interest. So the things that we're all interested in in our own lives, our own hobbies, and things outside of being an actor, we'll dedicate countless hours to. For me, one of my hobbies is photography. I will be online looking at cameras and playing with new cameras, you know, for endless hours. Now, I could be dedicating that time to, to something else and get quite good at that thing. So it's just foolish to say, like, oh, I suck at that. You might, but it's, it's not because you, 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 it's in your bones. It's because you didn't dedicate any commitment to, to time. That's all I'm I, I agree about. with that 100%. And, and, and that also goes for learning lines also. <laughs> yes. Sure. Just putting it out yeah, there. Yeah, Donald always used to say and always does say, oh, I can't learn lines. That's bullshit. You were fucking well, high watching basketball. And that was and that was honest that's the honest to goodness truth. And when I stopped doing all of that, I found that learning lines was actually very easy to do when you just look, if you can't learn it in two hours, there's something wrong. You know what I mean? You you should really think about finding other exercises to do when it comes to line learning, that is. It's just a matter of of, of practice for me. Oh, I miss you. Well, I miss yeah. you guys too, and you guys I have been keeping me entertained so and happy. Are you, are you really listening? Because I, we, no. we had to prove to um, I don't know if you heard the episode with Randall, but he I tried did. to act like he was listening, and then he said three, two, one, and he got outed. <laughs> three, two, one. No, I've been listening. I've, I haven't heard all of them. I've heard a bunch of them, and it's making me so happy, and I can't believe how much you guys remember, and it's so fun to just, especially in a time like this, like go back into that go back into that headspace and we had I just we had so much fun we had so many fucking laughs and I um yeah all of it like Donald singing Sanford and son the other day um you know what it is fun to hear Johnny C you know what it is I was hanging out with Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone and Brecken Meyer doing a clueless reunion like a year and a half ago or something like that right and Paul said something that was very very interesting he was like, we have history together. You know what I mean? So because we have history together, it's so easy to fall back into where we were 
when we were uh, working on Scrubs, right? He was he was saying mm-hmm. for Clueless. He was like, we yeah. had such a great time, and it was such a big opportunity for all of us, and it turned into something so big that when we see each other, you can't help but reminisce and feel all of those great feelings that you had yeah. when shit jumped off, right? Yeah. I think also, you know, when we did the show, we didn't have all these years of knowing just how special it really was. I mean, we've all done plenty of jobs since and continue to work and will till till our dying day. But I think when I watch these episodes back and I I, I, I talk to you guys and it's great seeing everyone now we're doing the show. We see you, Sarah. We saw Johnny C. We see people that we don't see all the time. It's, it's even bringing back more nostalgia for me because I'm going, wow, what a, what a unique time this was to not only do something for so long, but to create this wonderful bond with these with these people. And um, it's, you know, a lot of uh, jobs as an actor that you do, they're fun and everyone's cool and, and, it, and it works or it doesn't. But it isn't such a special thing where where you have these lifelong bonds with people. It's so true. Is it, it was it was it was our 20s, right? Like it was our 20s. It was such a formative time, I think, too, in our lives. And then for it to be on such a special show. And yeah, like you guys were saying, like now we realize being adults, like how fucking rare that is. And to have, you know, I mean, we would, we would spend, it was like you guys were talking about with Randall. It's like we would spend 16, 20 hours shooting. We would go overtime that that, that people don't never do anymore. And then we would go with the whole crew to the money tree, you know, (laughs) uh, on a Friday night, Uh, we would have wine and cheese Fridays. I mean, we've literally just spent like, over a hundred hours together and then, you know, and then are still hanging out or would hang out on the weekends. And I think. And we really all eat lunch together. I mean, I don't know if you guys, uh, nowadays on sets, people are like, all right, later. It's like lunch. I go right to my trailer. I go right to my trailer. But we used to every single day for nine, for eight years, um, have lunch together. Yeah. 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 It's so, it's so, um, it's so rare. I was working on a job like a year ago and I just, I was new there and I just grabbed my train, went down and sat with, with the crew and a couple guys that I'd worked with years and years ago. And somebody said like, Oh, actually you just go to the trailer. And I was like, Oh, that's not how, that's not how I grew up. That's not what I enjoy. Um, and, uh, it was, um, yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but Carrie Bennett, our amazing costume designer who had her own line of fabulous scrubs. I definitely remember Carrie Bennett. I think. Oh my God, she was so great. So she, 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 she'd say to me, you know, after lunch, she was like, Sarah, um, I don't want to say this, but we're running out of scrubs in, of your scrubs. And, and we, 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 we just need to, we're going to give you this art smock as a, as a giant bib and, and you've got to wear it to the lunch tent. And I was like, you're kidding me, right, Carrie? And she's like, no, no, just like wear it. And then it will protect the scrubs, these beautiful baby blue scrubs from the chili stain. And, uh, so I did, and it was kind of humiliating and I was super proud. I, I came back from lunch and I'm like, Carrie. And then I had taken a quick, uh, disco nap in my dressing room and I fell asleep on a Sharpie. And so these, <laughs> baby blue scrubs that were like pristine on the front had like a sharpie stain the size of a grapefruit on the butt sarah is it okay to tell everyone um that you're not necessarily the tidiest person (laughs) oh my god i forgot about that your dressing room oh my god holy shit how did you find 
anything in that. Never, thing. You've never seen anything like it, people. Oh it was my like, god, that's right. Yeah. It was that like, come along so way. true. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you guys remember I moved dressing rooms because I was between your two dressing rooms at the right end of the hallway, and then in whatever season that Heather Graham came on. She was coming for eight episodes and they made her a really nice dressing room. They brought in like new carpeting and they painted. And they brought in this cute little couch and it was smaller than our dressing room, but it was still pretty. And so when she left, they let me have it. So I ended up switching over to Heather's dressing <laughs> That's room. That's so, so fucked amazing. up. They fixed up a dressing room because Heather Graham was coming. And then when she left, you were like, can I have it? And they were like, sure. Like, that's so fucked up that after all this time, you didn't get that dressing room. Well, that's, oh that's was, you moved across the hall. That's right. You moved to the other side. Oh, but okay. Yes, I did. And, and to, as more proof that I've been listening to your podcast, Johnny C, I was laughing so hard. He was like, he was like, remember we, how we each got $1,500 from Disney every year to in, improve our dressing rooms? I was like, hell no. <laughs> I remember we just going into, I remember, I remember going into, Donald didn't have much decor and he would just like, yeah, had like you know, whatever, whatever the latest video game system and the controllers everywhere. And then, and then Sarah looked like a, a teenager <laughs> exploded. <laughs> there was just like shit everywhere. Yeah, but I kind of was a teenager. I mean, when I look back at those episodes, we were babies. Like, I yeah, guess but I you were in your twenties. You weren't a teenager, kiddo. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. You were in no, your twenties. And then Zach, right. your your dressing room looked like fucking. You would walk in and it would smell good. You yeah. had freaking art on the wall and shit yeah, like that. I fixed yes. it up. I was there. Not. I was there my whole life. I, I thought it had to be a little bit nice. But I want everyone to realize these are still hospital rooms. Okay, these are small hospital rooms yes. that basically just had some IKEA furniture and a fresh coat of paint. But they dude, still you, have. You what? changed your shit up a little bit more than just IKEA furniture. Like yeah, they, I feel like there was like they a were like couch. they were like Zach. Here's your room, and you were like, no, we got to fix it. Hold on now, hold on, hold, hold on now. <laughs> well, where did you get this? Where did you get this furniture from? IKEA. No, 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 no. We are gonna have to get Pottery Barn. Like you, still, you, no. <laughs> it was not. It was not as nice as Pottery Barn. It was. I think it was all rental shit. So it, it, every year they bring you in. Like, how about this couch? And you'd be like, no. And then they just go to the dip rental house and be like, how about this one? It was just like some bullshit couch. I'm learning so much. I, A, never got the 1500 Johnny C style. I Neither B, did never I. Had someone, I never had someone say, how about this couch? I was just whatever couch was in there till I took Heather well, Graham's room. I mean, in my defense, I was there the most hours of the day. So no I, 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 did, I did occasionally be like, I'm going to need to nap. So I'm going to need I a nice do remember nap saying, couch. I do remember going up to somebody and being like, listen, I don't want to be a pain in the ass or anything like that. But... My couch is made out of like uh, it's like dandery or whatever this shit is, and it's really hard on my face, and it's really hot. Is there a way we could find something that's a little bit more cooler, uh, and and not cooler like uh, like uh, aesthetically cooler, but cooler like keeps your body cool, cooler? <laughs> I don't want you to be a pain in the ass, but is there any way this could happen? And I remember them being like, hmm. Well, let me talk to somebody about this. We'll see. <laughs> You're talking maybe when about Heather Graham leaves. You can have her couch. Right, maybe Zach's like they would be like, "Here's a couch. What do you think of this couch?" No, okay. <laughs> Here, what about this? Like it was. <laughs> you should have been like. You should have been like Heather Graham would like me to have a nicer couch. <laughs> okay, guys, that's the show. So I hope you enjoyed taking this trip down memory lane. Um, go to my Twitter and recommend more stories that you enjoy. Uh, we've already had great suggestions for just categories. Someone wanted to see all of the first times that people like 
the question we ask everybody when they first come on the show is, when did you first get involved in Scrubs? So maybe I'll do a compilation of that. I've gotten a request for all of Donald's raps. I might try to do that. There's a ton of options in here. I already know I want to do one of just the youths. You know, obviously we're going to put Zach's bar mitzvah story and the time maybe he found that special massager. Um, Donald has great stories from, you know, being a kid dancing in front of the fame school. So let me know which stories you guys want to hear and I'll try to make a couple of compilations. I know you miss our two week drops. Of course, Zach and Donald are very, very busy working hard to bring you other great content that listen I've heard some behind the scenes things. I can't talk about it here, but you guys are going to love what's coming down the pipeline. So it's totally worth it. I'm just going to have to dig deep and work really hard to keep trying to entertain you, reilluminate some of the things we have forgotten. Like I said, I forgot some of these stories existed. So it's been a fun journey for me. If you guys have suggestions, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, DM me, whatever. And I'll, I'll try to put something together you guys like. Until then, please, you know, hang out with us. Join us next Tuesday. We've got another great show for you. Really excited to bring it to you. And of course, as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for just being here and being a light in our lives. Thank you for everyone who showed up to the live show. We have another one in the works, so get ready for that. Uh, I think that's everything. Okay, have a great weekend. I love you guys. Bye. Here's some stories about a show we This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.